Hey y'all, it's your girl Keitha Kentucky and you're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, we're here. It's like a little past a week, but look, it's Sunday. Um, I'm gonna give you a backstory of how this episode is gonna go. It's gonna be a little bit untraditional from you know, previous episodes. And I don't even know if you'll be able to peep, but I recorded the second half of the show last night. I actually got on Facebook Live on my Facebook like page for So There's That. You can find me at Keep the Kentucky Presents, So There's That, the podcast. And um, so I went on there and was, you know, doing the second half of the show, unbeknownst to me, um, the first half of the show that I recorded off live did not post correctly. I'm going to go here and say it could be me. It could have been my lack of checking the mic and making sure that I was up and running like I should have been. Or I'm just going to go ahead and say it was the Mercury retrograde. It's out here. I'm telling you guys, be mindful, electronics, money, spending, financial, all that stuff. Be mindful during this time. It is in Pisces. So get ready to get your feelings maybe hurt or find love or I'm not the astrologist. I'm not somebody who pulls cards. I go to somebody for that. Um, so I can't expound on the things that you're going to feel. Just know it's going to be a little bit different until what March 20th, I believe is going to be the end. So get ready. We're here for a rocky ride. Actually, March 6th. I think it's March 6th. Don't listen to me. Go follow one of these great people on, um, YouTube or Instagram. That's how I get my knowledge about these things, guys. So do my own research <laughs> and I'm still learning. Um, we're going to get into it. I was actually kind of salty that the episode did not post the way I wanted it to because I dropped a, a little bit of tea last night. You may care. It might be lukewarm to you. It's all good. But I had some inside scoop because I know a few people. So we're going to stop the ranting <laughs> And then we're going to get into the show. So the first thing that I want to say is happy now belated birthday to Meg The Stallion. I did make sure to write a note down. We love our new rap queen. That's not up for debate for me. I feel like she really came through last year and made her mark. And I just appreciate her grind and everything she contributes to rap and that she is just unapologetically herself. We love Queen Megan. So I did want to say happy birthday to her. And now that we're in Sunday and I've had a chance to look at the blog, she had a birthday party last night and she had multiple people come out and celebrate the life of Megan Pete. Um, I think the baby was there. Yo Gotti was there. A few other people, notable people. Malibu Mitch, is, isn't she? She's a rapper. I haven't really gotten into her yet. Um, she seems fun. But <laughs> I haven't listened to her yet. And I was just thinking about it because last night I didn't get I didn't get an opportunity to say this, but Megan and now the baby have this opportunity to just become the couple that I want and see and fantasize about because the baby is going through his own tumultuous things. And although last week I definitely credited him for being with a beautiful woman, I would love to see that. I ship it. I'm here for it. And now that they're going through their thing, I just think the baby seems like he's a good dad and that they could co-parent peacefully. But that would be just, wouldn't that be dope? I just think they vibe so good and have great chemistry together when they collaborate with each other musically. I'm here for it. I don't know. But anyways, back to the topic. 
Meg Thee Stallion, happy birthday. She actually got real with us this past week. There was a mugshot that came out and she was telling us a little bit about her toxic relationship that she had. She was at a music festival. Things got a little violent and she was known to, I guess, throw hands back in the day. And she was just in this tumultuous relationship with this guy. And even though they were both throwing blows at each other, apparently when the police rolled up on them, Megan was the one doing all the work at that time. And so she got locked up for that. And in the end, we got a glimpse at her uh, mugshot, which she looked like she got into a scuffle um, <laughs> during that. But we appreciate her honesty and transparency when she got on live and was talking to the fans about very real issues and things that people go through. And, uh, and we stand a queen that can own up to their uh, shortcomings and the mistakes that they've made in the past. And and I think that's the main reason why Megan is really just out here like, fuck these niggas. Like, she's been through some things early on in her, her um, young adulthood. And she's got this, uh, this new uh, lifestyle that she's into and she's able to partake in different things and travel and have all this notoriety and people wanting to collab with her and all that stuff. And I think like I said last week, we gave her a lot of trouble for her, the whole thing with G-Eazy, but she's young, she's wild, and she's free, and she should be allowed to step into that, especially she she does not have to be locked down, even though I would love to see her and the baby be this power couple in rap, especially with both of them up and coming and doing amazing work and uh, giving us really great music. I, I would love to see it, but I'm also here for her playing the field, doing what she wants until the time that Megan wants to settle down. So shout out to her. Happy birthday again. Down here is the, it's, it's a little Lipton. It could be brisk. It's going to be brisk in the way that I give it to y'all. How about that? This is a little tea. So I'm friends with this guy uh, and I've been friends with him forever. We were, um, we're in fourth grade together. Shout out to Miss Bedford, the most evil teacher that I've ever had. And um, we were classmates and, you know, really um, close back then. Even for fourth graders, I always remember him and the little crew that we had, Ashley, Giovanna, like all of us just being like wild and crazy kids. And I've found him again, or he found me, however that happened on Facebook, you know, when social media got up and popping, there was a lot of people that you hadn't seen in years that, you know, you got to reconnect with them. And I got to reconnect with him and he's doing a lot of great things. He's venturing into acting and all sorts of stuff. But over the years, I always knew, you know, from us growing up that he was just this major fan of Maya. And um, I did not know until we became friends again uh, over social media that uh, this relationship or this this fandom thing turned into like friendship and, and almost some iffy, like I don't know if they're together or not. I'm not really dropping tea, but anybody that, I'm not dropping his name either. So, <laughs> so he's very fond of her. He speaks highly of her all the time. I've seen pictures of them together. And this past week, some of the news that was dropped was that Maya got married. So it was all over the blogs. It was on Shade Room, Ball Alert, anything. Everybody touched on it and made their articles about it. And, you know... I cared, but I didn't care. And I was just like, good for you. You know, we had to sit through this boring ass, stupid show. I loved it and I supported it because of Lil' Kim, but the the boat, what's, what's that show? Gloria told me 
Shout out to Gloria. I shout her out all the time because she keeps me in the loop when I forget things. Let me go back to it. What was that called? She told me to. Oh, she didn't even put it to the boat trip, the girls trip, boat trip. What was the show that Lil' Kim had? She had Maya, she had Chili, she had B. Simone, um, uh, Pretty, what is her name? It's Pretty V of Instagram fame. And they were on this boat and they were talking about love and their expectations in relationship and, you know, flirting and all that stuff. I watched like for a good four solid episodes and then I got turned off. Like I was just like, eh, this is very set up. The confessionals were just heavily edited. Like they were trying to look out for Lil' Kim. So we just could not critique the nose the way we usually do and, and and my apologies for ever doing that I just know where she was and I was just such a fan of of the previous face so I don't know but the confessional was highly like filtered and I'm not I'm not the person that's gonna sit up here and judge or critique people for doing filters I partake in the filter game too you know sometimes you just want to be elevated just a little bit you know I, I can do it I can give you real face from time to time you know I'm still gonna hit but you know like that filter on that confessional was just a lot it gave me first season RuPaul <laughs> and if you watched first season of RuPaul's Drag Race you know exactly what I'm talking about where it's just way too much I can't even think about what that filter is called but it just makes everything like there's no definite lines it's just a lot of like blurring and I'm just like what the fuck like I even when I have on like a snapchat if I see a filter that is too too blurred I'm like I'm not using this this is like I don't even look like myself I just get like a subtle like I get subtle filters like just you know make me pop a little bit if I'm having imperfections in my face dog like I just don't want you to see my pores like that that's it. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want the construction of my face to change. I like my face. Anyways, moving on. So the reality TV show, and we saw that. And at that time, it was just released last year. Maya was single and Maya was talking about all the things. Like I said, I didn't finish it. Uh, we know Chili is up in arms about who she wants. She has this like 50 page list of expectations for a partner. And Maya's kind of in the same category. So I didn't know. So when the news came out that Maya was married, I was like, I know how I can figure this out. And I didn't have to go to him because he was going to talk about he is uh, somebody who rallies behind her, her career, her independent label, a situation that she has going on. She's still releasing music. It's quality music, might I say. Um, and um, I think you guys should check it out. So I, I knew that when that news came out, I would eventually find out some things just from being friends with him. And so I'm looking at it. I'm not really sure, you know, even if I throw my congratulations on a random blog post, it doesn't matter. But I kind of like waited for a little bit. And thankfully I did. I went on my Facebook. I saw him talking about it. You know, everybody's like applauding this wedding dress and this, um, this, um, this marriage that apparently happened between Maya and whoever Mr. Lansky is. And so when I saw her post, um, I think she's on Instagram at Maya Planet Nine or something. And she said she's now Mrs. Lansky. And I was like, that name sounds like a character. That doesn't sound like a real life person's name. And I didn't do my research. I actually shit right now. But I was like, who is Lansky? Because, you know, you're trying to add, you know, do put two or two together, make it add to four. 
So Lansky, Lansky brothers, who are those? I don't know. I thought it's okay. No, that she wouldn't align that. That's some Memphis country shit. Anyways, <laughs> so I go back to uh, my friend's profile and he's talking about it. He said, you guys believe anything that's in the blogs? And he had this screenshot, not a screenshot, but he had a clip of a video. And this is before, if you go on Shade Room or you go on the Neighborhood Talk or anything, they have this video now. It was a music video to which she was portraying herself as a married woman. So I went on YouTube, I looked at the video, and in essence, what it was pretty much the the overall message of this video was to love even even the bad sides of yourself. Like the the way the video is set up is. It's her in the white dress and then she's preparing for this wedding and she goes on the beach and she's with the Rev and there's another side of Maya who is in a black dress. And the only other way that I can interpret that is loving the ugliest parts of yourself or the bad parts of yourself. And so he gave me the tea in ahead of time before the blogs put two and two together um, that Maya is not married. She's not married and if you care, you can still shoot your shot, but I don't know. Like I said, I don't know the relationship between him and her. So I'm going to leave it at that. That would be really cool to know that my friend went from a fan to bagging like the girl of his dreams. It would be awesome. I'm not going to ask him that. <laughs> I'm not going to ask him that. I'm just going to let him spill the tea to me, uh, you know, as we go along here in life. And I'm not going to tell his name, but shout out to you. You know who you are. If you listen to the podcast, thank you for the inside scoop. The first time I kind of got to break down some things and have some scoop before anybody else. That's why I'm mad that <laughs> that my episode wasn't able to be posted last night because I would have been the first motherfucker on the streets with this news outside of, you know, whoever. And I was just talking about that last night. So maybe it's, it doesn't matter. You know, I got the news. I know it. I can confirm it. It's fine. Um, nobody's death is involved here. I don't think it's that bad. So, and it was going to come out eventually. Um, and it was just a good tactic to promote her music. Um, but I'm not sure about how many people actually cared that she was married or not. I think it was cool. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if it was enough to promote new music. But good luck. Like I said, I'm a fan. I am a fan of Maya because through it all, um, she is stuck to the roots that got her the success that she obtained in the 90s and the early 2000s. I was just a big fan of her, her first album. And uh, I can look, I could see the CD cover, but I cannot remember the name of the album. She's really pretty. She has reddish hair and she has green on. That's a good album too. I remember listening to those. I really didn't get opportunity to listen to anything she's released independent, independently as a collective. I've heard certain singles and things like that. And I know that she is just still in that zone, which I think is appreciated. Um, I've ranted many times about Usher and the fact that we love Usher at the core of who he is as an artist, why we came to love him. Um, when he really can flex his vocal abilities, like at the Grammys, which I didn't get an opportunity to talk about last week. Um, but he did a Prince tribute and just, he was just in his fucking zone. Like he really, some people were, it was kind of talking about whether or not it was good or not, what he was wearing. I'm going to let that pass. Like I'm, I'm good. As long as he don't have a texturizer in his hair no more, like he was trying to do, um, a few years ago or those braids, like I don't need track. Usher. I don't need techno Usher. I need 
8701 Usher. I need My Way Usher. I need Confessions Usher. And I'm not trying to put him in a box. Obviously, he can succeed at certain different genres, but I'm just letting him know as a fan, this is the element that I appreciate you to be in. Like, this is where I see you at your highest strength when, when you're flexing that R&B muscle usher. Like, I need you to be there. So that's one thing that I appreciate, appreciate about Maya. She's tapped into some different things, but at her core, she's exactly the same artist that she's been with a little bit of change here and there, but not enough to stir her audience base. And so I appreciate her for that. And I wish more artists that have experienced this longevity in the industry would do that, would take notes and listen to their fans. And I know it's a horrible thing to go into comment sections, but maybe do that when you release music, hire somebody to go in these comment sections and have like a mini sample or like survey, if you will, of how people are um, absorbing your music. Um, I think that's important. Like, cause overall you want to experience and as an artist, you want to not feel like you're contained in a box, but at the same time, please give your fan base at the very least what they're used to or what they want, or don't change it so much that it just becomes this like cringe because we like, what are you doing, baby? Like, this is not what we asked for. This is not what we listened to you for. So anyways, that was a mini rant. Anyways, congratulations still to Maya for releasing new music and finding some type of way to get people to listen to it at the end of the day. And also shout out to my friend for the little inside scoop. I didn't get an opportunity to drop it first and that's okay. That's okay. We don't got to do that. Um, so what else did I want to talk about? I did want to talk a little bit about Snoop Dogg's apology. <laughs> he apologized to Gail King. We was talking about that controversy last week. I think I recorded right before he actually came on the scene and said anything about it because at that point, the interview had just surfaced onto the blogs. And so I had an opportunity to see Gail King and her line of questioning with Lisa Leslie, who was a close friend of Kobe Bryant. And, you know, immediately after that came the uproar because people were like, girl, what the fuck is you doing? Like, why? It wasn't just even her line of questioning. It was her mannerisms. It was the fact that Lisa would answer the question and Gail would seemingly question it. There was a video, shout out to Gia. Uh, she posted onto her story and um, it was a journalist who was talking about everything that was problematic with that interview and how it went down. And one of the things that he said that stuck in my mind was that the fact that as a journalist, you do have to take responsibility for what you say. And then you also have to accept whatever outcomes happen from that um, interview. Like you can jump on board and, and try to get hot while the topic is is there and uh, being talked about from numerous different people, but you're also going to have to accept whatever line of questioning that you're going to ask that um, the public has the right to react to that. And there is not really a way to react to that, even though I could see why people were kind of up in arms about Snoop Dogg and the way that he came at Gail King because, you know, she's this older black lady in the industry. She's been out here for years. Um, he also, you know, talked a little bit about Oprah. And so it got a little testy because of the fact that um, 
you know, these are older black women. So people kind of took it and made their own narrative about, you know, this attack on black women. And I can say for myself, I don't feel like it was. I feel like people were mad and in their feelings, this topic was very sensitive at the time. Kobe had just died, um, like not even seven days later. You have all these think pieces about him as an individual and the case that he had involving rape allegations. And a lot of people just felt like that was not the time. Like we had a lot of time to address these things. He hasn't gone off into the dark since he retired. He was doing a lot of other different things that might not have been that important to you at the time, but he was still out here. He got an Oscar. He's writing books. He has the Mamba Academy. Like those are the times, like if you felt while he was alive that he needed to be criticized about the case, that was probably your opportunity. Not a week after he passed away to gather up his friends and try to um, vilify him from the grave. Like, fuck. Like, and Snoop wasn't the only one that talked about it. Ari Lennox actually got on. She talked about it. She gave us the names Kel and Okra. We love Ari around here, just want to say. And, and the telling of that is she ended up apologizing as well. But she also said that, you know, she wouldn't go live. And if you follow, if you follow me, if you follow anybody, any urban blogs, uh, we always see clips of Ari Lennox going the fuck in on her lives. She does it often. She talks to her fans. She's very realistic. And she's like just the girl from down the block that you just you shoot the shit with and you kinky with. And, and she's just such a a fresh breath of air on social media and she said that she didn't want to be go live anymore she was gonna use it you know just for her marketing tool for her music and she was gonna mind her business and i'm just like girl you said what the fuck you said (laughs) the fuck like you could say that and yes i understand that words mean things shout out to crystal and that you can't just really just attack people and shit. But at the same time, I just feel like they had, mm, how do I don't want to worry this, that it wasn't unwarranted. It wasn't unwarranted. Like, like Gail, you're just not going to do this. And people are allowed to be emotional, especially with how fresh it was. It just felt out of pocket. I, we use this word a lot, the gaslight word. It felt like she was gaslighting the fuck out of Lisa Leslie. Like, she would give her response and she would be like, bitch, are you sure? And we like, what? So it wasn't even really her questions. It was like her mannerisms. Like, she was mad that Lisa was defending Kobe. And that was, for me the issue at hand like it's one thing to ask because that's public knowledge i still don't think it was the right time but journalism right so we're going to uh, look at this man as a whole story as a 360 right and so a part of that 360 is that case gotcha but along with the the live that i was talking about that gia posted he was talking about how she was trying to impart her opinion upon the person that she was in, uh, interviewing. And that was the fucking issue to me. It was a perfect um, description of why the public was fucking mad at her. Like, you have all these years in journalism and, and that's probably maybe rule number one. It's just to be unbiased, as unbiased as you can. You're here to answer or ask questions. So why are you trying to... Uh, you know, make the narrative your own. <laughs> Girl boo. So like Snoop Dogg apologized. He called it a dog haired bitch. You know, it got a little crazy. Um, 
Ari Lennox did. She said she had nothing to lose. I think she uh, marinated on those fillings and felt like maybe I do got a little bit to lose. <laughs> and that's the reason why she doesn't want to get on social media like that. But I bet because I feel like, you know, friend in my head, I know her, she'll be back. And I hope she is. And I hope that didn't shatter her and people went in her DMs calling her source of names because, you know, violence begets balance, I guess, because People want to come at her crazy because of the feelings she had about her, uh, Gail King, and it, it can get crazy. It's whatever. But there was an apology. Gail actually apologized for her line of questioning. She blamed it on editing. Girl, we're not going to do this Mona Sky Young <laughs> apology. Uh, VH1 is editing my shit. We didn't see what the fuck we see. Uh, blame your eyeballs and your ears, girl. Like, don't do me. <laughs> don't insult my intelligence. Don't insult the public's intelligence. She said that it was a part of a longer discussion. So to me, okay, fine. Yeah, maybe it was, but why was it asked in the first place? Moving on. So there's that. And I think that was actually all the things that I was talking about. All the things that I was talking about in the first half of the episode. And it was 24 minutes. I'm at almost 25. And before I move on, because this is an opportunity to fill in whatever, I think that's it. So we're going to head into the second portion of the show and we'll be right back. And we're back. Are we back, Anchor? Because you was giving me trouble just a second ago. We're back. We just got finished talking about the Snoop apology. I just tried to do this two different times and it was jacking up for me. I don't have a clue as to why, but we here, we made it. We still standing strong and we're going to continue. I wanted to talk a little bit about the power finale and I was really roasting people just now because I was talking about the fact that when power, when I decided I wanted to be invested in power, I already knew because I was several seasons behind of who already was power fans and who I should avoid on this journey because these motherfuckers got stars accounts. They got the premium shit and they go on Saturday night at midnight and they go watch power. And then everybody else is waiting until uh, Sunday evening to watch the actual episode that airs on stars. So I already knew because I already saw the friction that was on the timeline from people when they would air out, you know, major plot lines and things of that nature. So I had my list of people that I was going to unfollow for the time being. It's all love, ain't got no problems with you, but I'm invested in power right now. So I don't want to know Saturday or Sunday morning, what the hell going on in power? Cause I want to watch it for myself. Sunday evening. So I already have my list of people. And this past Sunday, the season finale for, or not the season, the series finale for Power came on. And so I already had those people. You know, there was uh, numerous videos that were floating around that were supposedly the series finale, but we didn't know because according to Courtney Kemp, there were multiple alternate in- endings that were going around town. And so who knew what the actual real life last episode of Power was going to be? 
but we was here for the ride. We was invested. This is the last episode. And so we was going to hang in there and figure out what the fuck was going on. So one of the people actually sent me, um, they sent me the, whatever was supposed to be the last episode for power. And it, it sat in my inbox for a while. And I was unsure of whether or not I really wanted to look at it and ruin it for myself. But eventually I ended up kind of looking at it a little bit. I didn't watch the entire thing. But um, I was like, okay, this could possibly be an alternate ending. This ain't it because Courtney Kemp, who is the creator of Power, the writer of Power, said, you know what, we released all these things because the last finale that we had, you know, so many other people was making their own determinations about what happened to Angela. And that was a major series finale or season finale plot. Last year was whether or not if Angela uh, survived the gunshot wound that she had gotten from Tommy. And so that's all we knew is that she got shot, but we didn't know until the beginning of this um, season if she was actually alive or dead or not. So um, anyways, I saw it. And I was like, okay, whatever. There was a lot of continuity issues in the video that I saw. And I was like, there's no way this can be the ending to this shit because I was peeping. There was so many different questions throughout this series that I was like, I couldn't put two and two together. They didn't make no sense, especially in the grand scheme of things at the end of this series. And I was just like, okay, whatever. So I finally get it. I woke up Sunday morning, this Sunday, last Sunday. And somebody had two people, okay? I would out them right now. I'm not going to out them. But it was two people I never expected. Didn't even know that they watched Power. The first thing on their mind at like 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday was ruining Power for everybody. The finale, the series finale. It's like, what is wrong with y'all? What do y'all do? What did Y'all pour your cup of coffee in the morning and y'all say, you know what? We're going to jump on Facebook this morning. We're going to ruin Power for everybody fuck is wrong with y'all like i don't understand what what even pushes y'all to do that shit like to ruin a whole episode let alone not an episode but a finale episode for people that are awaiting this big plot line they have given us episode after episode and even episodes we didn't want we didn't care for the pause episode that we got for power like we knew that she was not going to be a suspect that wasn't plausible at all that wasn't gonna work for us you you was just giving us a filler episode for that one because why would pause like she had this she had this like energy and hate towards ghosts but essentially we knew that she was not going to be the person that shot him. She didn't have the balls to do it out of all the other people. And she didn't have the, um, she didn't have the, what's the word? She didn't have the best reason to kill ghosts because in her heart, she knew that ghosts did not kill Angela. She was just upset about her involvement, his involvement with Angela. And that's what really drove her um, her height of passivity with ghosts because she knew that if Angela never would have ever been with ghosts that Angela essentially would have been alive so the pause episode so we saw you know the um, the Governor Tate episode we saw the Tommy episode we saw the pause episode and we saw oh my god I think the only one that we was waiting for did we get a sax individual episode 
I don't think we got a sax one. Like his was combined. And maybe that's going to be a continuation into the power book series that they're doing. I don't feel like somebody tell me if you're listening, (laughs) um, did sax get his own episode? I don't remember sax getting his own episode, but it was definitely pause. Pause. Tommy got his own episode. Tate got his own episode. And then I feel like it had to be, who else? I'm tripping. Who else had their own episode? I don't remember, but listen, this episode focused upon Tasha's point of view of everything because all this season has been is POVs from every character in here. Every person that could have possibly killed Ghost got a POV this season. So a lot of the time this season, some of the things in the wordings and the way things are depicted are through the eyes of the character. And that's a reason why I guess a lot of the continuity issues don't add up to me. But I had to take that and just shout out to um, Bonnie Blue. I watch her YouTube videos and she reviews a lot of different stuff. But she explained it in that way. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. That's very creative for a writer to do something like that is to explore how these characters are intaking everything from their eyes so everything can be seen different just like how we interact in everyday life right so essentially i'm gonna get down to it i'm about to ruin it if you haven't seen power yet you should have been seen it but Tariq, that little motherfucker did it and i knew he was gonna do it and i didn't think that it was i didn't think it was I don't think there should have been a whole fucking episode or season leading up to that. Like, I feel like everybody knew that Tariq was going to be the only person with that inner rage and carelessness um, to to kill his father. Um, and, and, and it's a lot of back and forth between people on social media because um, some people feel like Tariq was ungrateful some people feel like Tariq was well in his rights um it felt like he was lied to a lot and you know the reason why he was the way he was is because of his parents you look at his parents they think they did a great job of hiding this lifestyle from Tariq but in real life they didn't like Tariq saw all this stuff he saw all this murder and death around him he lost his sister and he just just isn't going to be set up to be this college boy that his father basically wants him to be and so the episode is like showing it through Tasha's eyes and for Tasha just to be the smart um Tasha's smart Ghost couldn't have been anywhere that he was in any point of his career whether that be drug dealing or in the club or whatever I don't think without Tasha's um Tasha's opinion or how to maneuver or how to do things. I think that a lot of people put Tasha onto the side. Like she's just, she's for real, just like, I hit my mic, sorry for you guys. Um, but they put her to the side. Like she really is this, this chicken head that's just here for the money. And she's really the brains behind a lot of the stuff that goes down with Ghost and Tommy. And I just think it's so sickening that she went out the way she went out I was just like Tasha like why so Tariq kills Ghost 
They take care of it. You know, Tariq already has a body on him. He's killed um, Ray Ray before. So he already knows the deal. He knows he has shot, got the gun from Dre, hit it in truth. Shot goes. Tommy sees who shot him. Almost got his ass killed. Tasha, which would have been perfect, finds out that Dre dies in prison. Dre, that was another person who had an episode. Dre dies in prison and then immediately thinks in her head, oh my God, I need to fucking call the police because shit, they gonna... Why didn't you just stick to it? Like, why didn't you just let Tasha... Why didn't you let Dre take the fall? There would be no way that anybody could prove otherwise the um the dry mouthed bitch the sergeant what's the name sergeant blanca i don't know her name she had irritates me with her accent but her she saw drake come out the club that was visual proof that he was there i don't know if tasha knows that or not but you know what I'm saying? It, it wouldn't have been bad for them to leave that fault upon Dre and then have him die would have been almost perfect. It was too perfect. And then when she called the police and blamed it on the dude that she was fucking around with, I was just like, Tasha, like you thought this was a smart move, cuz? Like, talk. Like, I was just, I already knew. She felt so confident. She went up to that man. He got Tariq into college, which were part of the guidelines of the ghost's will, who he left her completely and totally high and dry. And the only way that Tariq could get money is if he went to college and graduated with a four-year degree. And so she's talking to this guy. And I'm saying this guy because I know he's a very important role. He's been on multiple seasons of power. Who is he? Mm, not sure the white dude who wants he wants ownership of truth and so she's trying to make this deal with <laughs> she's trying to make this deal with him and she's like yo basically any way you gonna get truth is if Tariq goes to college you got your alma mater and if we can work this deal out then we good you can have truth it is what it is we get the money you know it goes worth a lot of money we good um, he's like, hey, ain't no big deal. You know what I'm saying? I can get him in there tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Also, I would like to give you a job. Shit is looking like it's on the up and up. It looks like things about to be out here, you know, living life like it's golden. And that shit pops off. Motherfuckers start putting two and two together. And Tasha then got locked up on the first day of work. Mm. Had to go to jail. Had to take the wig off. And then Qin, they say this is a big rich town. <laughs> I just happened to the slow version. I was like, okay, like this is the way it's going in. So I was, it was lackluster to me, the ending of power. It went totally on longer than what I wanted to. I think I'm gonna leave maybe like two more topics. The last few topics ain't even that big of a deal. We're going to cut this short tonight. But they say this is a big rich town. <laughs> I just happened. <laughs> Are y'all ready for the Power Book spinoffs? Okay, so I am. I'm going to continue to watch. 
Um, I saw a picture with Cisco and 50 Cent in the shade room. And I totally believe that every spinoff of Power deserves a 90s R&B artist to sing the theme song. It's only right. We had Joe do the theme song for Power. And we were totally against the Trey Songs remix. We don't want shit to do with that. If he could bring Cisco in for maybe... Who is this going to be broken down? First off, let me explain to you how the Power Book series is going to be. It's going to be like three different fucking series. So we're going to have one that's focused around Tommy. That's going to be Power Book Series Force. And then one against Governor Tate. Um, And that one's going to be Influence. And then we have Power Book Series, was it Ghost? And that one's going to be centered around Tariq. Is it just those three? Please forgive me if I left any of them off. I thought it was four. I know I got a low battery power. 20% left on the live, so I might have to cut it short. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've got some big names involved. We've got Method Man. We've got Mary J. Blige. We still got Tariq, which is, what's his name? Michael Rainey. We Sax, for some reason, is still alive. Not sure why. I just, my only hope is they don't bring Blanca back. Blanca, sorry, whatever fucking name is. Sorry, Rodriguez with the heavy tongue. I'm just not, I'm not feeling her. I don't like her, especially the relationship between her and Ghost. I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like we ain't got to do that. So, um, I'm looking forward to it either way though. I do think that they should have somebody in the nineties do the theme song for all of that. I think that should just be a vibe, something that they just jump on embrace see how we embrace joe and how we didn't want trey songs i got to set up here listening to old trey songs but we just didn't want that as the thing they say this is a big rich town i just happened to come up you know what i'm saying like joe sung bad days i couldn't do nothing else like it was appalling to me i could remember to this day like waking up going to watch Power and seeing that the theme song changed Trey songs. We didn't want that. We didn't want it. So we got what we wanted back. And I'm just throwing that offer out to Curtis Jackson. Shout out to you. He's got a lot of big things coming um, out. He's got ABC series that's coming out. He's got the Power Book series that's still going. And it seems that he's gotten some common sense because he sits down for in- interviews and he sounds a lot better than he does on social media when he just trolls people all day long. So shout out to 50 Cent. Anyways, let's move on from there. I'm uh, Hopefully everybody, you know, didn't feel the same way I did about Power, but... Uh, <sighs> I think we could have did a little bit better. I just feel like Tasha deserves, like, what's the last thing I want to leave off on? And I might have to pull my Facebook up because I totally said I was going to shout out people at the end of the episode. And I want to, you know, I want to make sure I follow up. (laughs) So that promise, I'm going to go to that post on my actual page. And I'm there. So anyways, the last little thing that's going to be speed round. Did you see the video of the dude that was punching on the back of the seat of the girl that was in the airplane? First and foremost, first and foremost, I am not no killer, but don't push me. I understand this is a very back and forth type of conversation. Some people say, yeah, you totally ask somebody before you pull your seat back and recline. 
Um, and then some people should say, you know, that's it's there for a reason. Like, fuck, I'm gonna fucking rehire. We're gonna be on the airplane for like four hours. What you want me to do? We standing straight up and down. No, fuck out of here. First of all, you're just not gonna, you're not gonna hit the back of my seat. You're just not gonna, you can tap me and ask me to push back up, and then I can tell you yes or no. How about that? That's all my thoughts and opinions on that. Shout out to Gloria for giving me these topics to hit upon. Um, but you just think you're not going to tap on the back, back of my seat. I think I saw that video actually from, uh, what's his name? Kevin. Mm, Kevin on stage. There we go. I saw it. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. I just saw the video. He does side-by-side -side videos where he's talking and then somebody's, the video of whatever he's talking about is on the other side. And I just saw the video of him like just punching the shit out of the woman when she's trying to recline or go to sleep or take a nap or whatever the fuck. And uh, I just, I ain't having that. Like, we ain't doing that. Like, we can, we can, we can be adults and talk about this, but you're not going to punch the back of my seat. So regardless of however anybody feels about uh, the, uh, what is it called? Of uh, Damn, I'm losing it. It's right there, though. Um whether or not it's right or wrong to recline your seat. If it's a reclining feature on my fucking seat, bro, I'm gonna use that bitch. You know what I'm saying? But if you got a problem with it, reach out and touch somebody. Let me know. Like, but you ain't kind of, you, you not gonna punch my seat. Just not going to. What's my time? What's my time? I got 10 minutes left. Let's try to roll through this. That's it. I talked a little bit about Lakeith Stanfield because I think that he's weird. But when I say weird, weirdly sexual. <laughs> weirdly sexual. Just a beautiful black man. But I feel like I'm, you know, y'all know where I'm at in my life. I can't partake in the things that get you on a level like weed. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that. But I feel like in order to have um, a clear conversation with Lakeith Stansford, Stansfield, sorry. Um, of the notebook fame, not the notebook, wow. <laughs> the photograph, which I'm pretty sure this is gonna be the black version of the notebook. Y'all let me know, cause I'm not really, mm, I'm not really feeling, like I don't know if I wanna watch it. Like I just feel like it's corn fest to me. Like I just, I don't know, maybe I've seen too much black trauma, I'm used to it and I wanna see a little struggle. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not that. I want to see it for the sake of seeing Issa Rae play um, a character outside of her range. She's usually in comedy. Um, Lakeith has been in, you know, he's he's spreading his uh, horizons for being such a new um, actor. Like, he's really touched on a lot of different genres. He was in Get Out. He was on Atlanta, which he has a lot of dry humor there. He was, thank you for calling or thank you for, I think it's thank you for calling. That was one. And then he was on that Netflix movie with Gina Rodriguez, which was like a romantic thing. And then he got to showcase a little of his drama skills or whatever. Like he's able, he's been, you know, he's, he's stretched wide and long. I think we're going to have him for a long time. I think he's going to be on that roster of, you know, how we have our Denzels and Danny Glovers and all that stuff. He's going to be one of those. I feel like you know, all he needs right now is to have maybe some action under his belt. And, and he's a full-fledged, like, well-rounded actor. But I was looking forward to seeing it fully for the sake of seeing Issa Rae. 
and um, her coming outside of what usually is her genre of acting. Um, but overall, the plot of what I've seen on the trailer, I feel like I know the story already. And when people put too much in the trailer for me, I said this last week, but when people put too much in the trailer for me, I'm automatically turned off because I feel like I know what's going to happen. And so I don't know. But I said that Lakeith Stansfield was a was a nerd. Like he was one of them dudes that watched anime and was running up and down the hallway as, you know, like he was running with them arms out in the back, like free form, going fast as fuck like him but you gotta have weed in order to converse with him like you got to have a thesaurus you gotta have a broad way of thinking and you gotta read a few books like it's totally sexy still but that's just my assumption of him he can be completely different and i just want to say physically aesthetically eh, amazing <laughs> i don't have nothing to get so i did want to speak briefly on that moving on moving on um this is for all my gays and me and people like me who really are here for RuPaul's Drag Race, which premieres at the end of this month. Y'all's queen, not mine. Nicki Minaj is going to be on there apparently, but I am looking forward to, you know, seeing her be extra on the show and seeing all the queens be fake. Because uh, we know that the queens really stand, you know, we don't do that here. We know who the queens stand for. Do they stand for Nicki Minaj? I don't know. Y'all tell me. Um, I am putting that out there. And I think that's it. I think I'm going to come back and we're going to shout out a few people. So I'm going to stop it right here. I'm going to stop it right here. And this is how I create my episodes, guy. We're going to stop this and be right back. All right, y'all, we're back and we're closing out the show. And this positive affirmation, I was just talking. I told y'all I'm on live right now. I'm on Facebook. I was putting myself outside the box because that's my dryer featuring the dryer. But anyways, um, I said I was going to go on live and try to record this live. And I think I was really up in arms about the fact that I might jack up in in front of a live audience because behind the scenes in front of my laptop, in front of my computer, if I mess up, I have the ability to stop what I'm doing and re-record, or if I don't like the way I sound, or if I stuttered a little bit, then I could stop. So doing this in front of a live audience is a lot of pressure, even though it's two people watching, and that's okay. Um, but I was just talking to the people that were on my live on my Facebook. I did finally get to change my name a little bit. It's um, on Facebook. It's Keep the Kentucky Presents. <clears throat> Excuse me. Presents. So there's that podcast. So if you're looking for me on Facebook, that's how you can find me. If you're looking for me on IG, you can find me at So There's That Pod. I've been stepping outside and posting videos on there and posting just shit in general outside of just the initial notification about an episode being up just trying to work that a little bit and advertise myself put myself out there so that you can find me those ways I do still have I do still have my so there's that podcast cast um email so if you ever have if you feel like I am the one to answer inquiries or personal questions or anything of that nature, you do have the ability to do that. Or you can email, send a message to my Facebook um, page and I will get to that and I will answer that to the best of my ability. So 
I do want to close out those after those after after Demetra. I always shout her. I shout her at like every other fucking episode. So so proud and thankful to have her as a friend and someone who annoyingly like lifts me up without knowing full force how much they mean to me. And she said, an affirmation: Your black is hot. So for what I can see from what I'm going to try to translate that is, is that you got everything right here in front of you. Your shit is on fire. You got everything, the abilities, the things you need. The universe is sending them shits to you. Your block is fucking hot. Just walk that bitch. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm going to interpret that. And so shout out to Jamitra for doing that. I needed that because I was just on live saying how I was just full of fucking negative energy and I did not want to submit that out to the people, the listeners. Your ears are important important to me. I don't want to give you that. You deserve something nice to listen to on Sunday morning or whatever this next week may bring. I did say that I was going to shout out anything, right? So first and foremost, we're going to shout out Carbon Solutions with a K. Haven't done that in a while. I always try to do I do it every other episode or whatever. Um, black business means a lot to me. Veteran business means a lot to me. Women out here just doing shit means a lot to me. So that's one of uh, an important company that, you know, out here trying to teach the people and, you know, provide generational wealth for black people, black women, and just have all sorts of amazing programs and stuff out there for people. So she has a Facebook page, she has an IG, check her out. Um, There was another one. There was another one that was in my head that wasn't on this post that I'm looking at right now, but shout out to uh, Alondra Alvarez at MG Corgis, M-D-C-O-R-G-I-S. Shout out to my girl, um, she was confused when I was asking her too. Um, if you're in Colleen, Texas, check out Carla Escalante for cancel, uh, Councilwoman at Large this May 2020. And may the force be with you. Shout out to, again, Carla Escalante for Councilwomen or Councilwoman at Large this May 2020. Shout out to her. Um Oh, God, some of y'all got some names that I just probably gonna mess up. So Instagram of, it's a looks like it's a pretty name, Eris. It's Eris. Eris and Company. It's a lifestyle travel blog. And uh, her at is at Aris and Company, A-R-Y-S-A-N-D-C-O. And it looks like a lot of great, amazing pictures. I'm actually looking at it right now. To you guys who just take amazing ass pictures on vacation, who do y'all take with y'all? Like, I want to know, do I need a person? Do I need to sign an assistant? Somebody just take dope ass pictures of me and just live in my life. Sometimes I just don't know. I, I need to train up my child. That's what I need to do. It's going to happen. Anyway, shout out to you. Follow her on Instagram. She's got a travel blog. Kayla Parker. She's just doing her ad. She just wants y'all to follow her. Hello, Kayla. Kayla Parker. And her ad is at Kayla Parker. She's got some double consonants and and vowels. So K-A-Y-L-A-A-P-A-R-K-E-R-R. You know, we're going to give you the doubles for your troubles. And let's see, let's see, let's see. 
Oh, that just sounds like a vent. But shout out to Mackenzie. She said, airport lost my luggage. So let's thank Delta for charging outrageous prices just to lose my shit and charge $2 for headphones now. Rip off. We were just talking about Delta. Well, ain't nobody about to punch my seat. They allowing that shit too. Anyways, I think that's the end of the episode. Um, Again, I'm, I'm live on Facebook right now. And... um. That was an experience. I might try it again one day. Forgot the time. This was fun. It was cool. Um, I usually just like being in my space. I figured since I look like a human being today that I could go live. So I'm live. And um, I just want to wish you guys a happy week. And uh, enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Practice self-care. Do something for yourself. Just do something for yourself. You know what I'm saying? I think if I could push that, I think what I'm going to try to do is escape my house tomorrow and I want to eat some fucking crabs. I think I want crabs tomorrow. I was trying to eat them on Friday and shit just happened and I didn't get an opportunity to eat my crabs. So I'm going to eat crabs at some point this week. We're going to get a whole fucking bucket, the sausage, the egg, the corn, the fucking works. I deserve it. Like I told you, I had a hellish week and I just want something to make me, make me feel good. Okay. All right, so I think that's it. That's the end of the episode. Again, follow me on So There's That Pod on IG. You can follow me again on Facebook, which I have Keep the Kentucky Presents. So There's That Podcast as well. All of my stuff is on all most pro, um, platforms at this point. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. We on Podbean, all sorts of shit. Share my shit, please. If you know anybody that relates to any of the topics that I share or that I talk about, then let them know. Put them on pun game, okay? And let them figure out the ways of Keith the Kentucky. So until next week. So there's that. Check you out.